0: The Dallas Stars played their worst game of the postseason so far, and now their first round series against the Calgary Flames is tied at two apiece. And on today's episode, we will talk about last night's game and what went wrong for this Dallas team. Talk about all their bad habits that came resurfacing in this matchup. We'll talk about it all on today's episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media coming to you on this Tuesday, May 10th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to our show, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen. Uh, Thank you again for stopping by today's episode, and we have a lot to talk about and a lot to unpack uh, with last night's disaster of a Game 4 for this Dallas Stars team, Uh, absolutely worn out by the Calgary Flames pretty much from start to finish. Uh, I mean, I know going into this game, lots on the line as, as far as momentum goes. I mean, a win for Dallas would have all but almost sealed uh, their fate and would have sealed potentially Calgary's fate for the rest of the series. I mean, obviously, a 3-1 deficit, three-one series deficit isn't impossible to come back from. But, uh, I mean, you take a, a lead like that, especially as an underdog team. Uh, and if you're the team that's the higher seed and you only have one win and three losses to a team that is, in theory, inferior to you, uh, you know, don't like your chances. But Calgary uh, answered the call tonight, and they, they tied the series up. Uh, behind a really good Jacob Markstrom performance and some pretty solid forechecking and offensive play. Um, And just a pretty all-around solid performance from them. While on the Dallas Stars sense of things, uh, it was quite the opposite. And and it all really just boils down to, like I said, kind of to open, the Stars being worn out from playing a lot of defense. I mean, the Stars essentially just let the Calgary Flames have their way offensively throughout the entirety of this game there were way too many stretches where calgary was just in their offensive zone for a long period of time Uh, and you know that's that's demoralizing and tiring for defenders and guys that are out there on the ice just in that moment initially but it happened more than once and so that continues to happen all three periods throughout the entire game that takes a toll on every individual guy Uh, and you could just see that take its toll on players as the game went on just because calgary had way too easy of a time managing the puck getting it where they wanted to they weren't really in a hurry uh, and dallas didn't really seem to be in a hurry either uh, which was pretty frustrating to watch just really no sense of urgency on defense uh, and and, you know jake ottinger deserves so much better uh, because all things considered he did pretty well for a guy that had to face 54 shots 54 shots on goal against jake ottinger in this game and i mean the the you know, the splits for that were just ridiculous throughout the game. Calgary led shots on goal 19 to 8 in the first, 20 to 14 in the second. And then in the third, it was a little closer, 15 to 13, but still 19 shots on goal in the first period is absolutely insane. Uh, I mean, I think Jacob Markstrom faced like 16 shots on goal or something like that in game one uh, throughout the entirety of the game. And, you know, Jay Cottinger faced three more than that in one period, uh, while the Stars only able to muster eight shots on goal. Of their own i mean performances like that are just not going to cut it Uh, and of course i mean you look at the inefficiency on offense a lot of that has to do with the fatigue and tiredness of the guys from having to play too much defense Uh, i mean that that kind of stuff affects them and that kind of stuff carries over not just on one side of the ice but it affects the entirety of the game it affects you in all three areas in the defensive zone neutral zone and offensive zone you know we've seen too many moments like these from the stars so far season, And, and, you know, it just felt like a matter of time before we were due to see a performance like this in these playoffs. I feel like Dallas had done a relatively good job through the first three games of this series of really not letting some of their bad habits fully flesh themselves out. That's not to say that they played three perfect games as they still made mistakes in games one through three. Uh, But I think the mistakes manifested themselves to a much stronger degree in game four. Uh, and really came back to bite the stars and Calgary was able to take advantage. Uh, and you could maybe argue that that's happened in some of the Dallas wins, vice versa, uh, that some of Calgary's weaknesses were flexing a little too much in their in those games. And Dallas took advantage and was able to get the win. You know, Dallas just not able to get any momentum or any traction in the offensive zone, which is already tough enough for them to do anyways. Uh, because they're just not necessarily a very good offensive team. Um, but they it all just starts with zone entries, which has been an issue for this team all season, and it's carried over to the power play in the back half of the year and into the postseason. And It's just maddening to watch. I mean, fans were booing the Stars pretty much every time they were on the power play, because it's, it's useless at this point. The power play is a joke. I, at this point, I, I could not tell you the last time I was excited to see the Stars go on the man advantage. It's just another two minutes of the game that goes by where nothing happens. Occasionally, the other team gets a goal. Occasionally, the other team gets a shorthanded goal. And Calgary had their fair share of looks at some shorthanded goals in this game. They didn't get any of them, but didn't matter too much because they scored in some other areas of the game. And so it's just so frustrating to watch. And it's something that absolutely has to be addressed in the offseason, whether that's a coaching personnel change. Something has to happen because, and I don't know what happened in the middle of the season you look even pre-All-Star break, this was one of the strengths of the Stars team and one of the best power play units in the National Hockey League. And it just flipped the switch and has not been the same ever since the All-Star break. And for the life of me, I, I wish I could figure out what it was. Uh, I mean, but I mean, the only the only logical thing I can look at is just an inability to enter the zone effectively uh, and get set up. I mean, that, that's really part of it. They, the Stars spin over half the time on their power plays, chasing the puck down in their defensive zone and having to try to re-enter until the the play gets broken up and they have to go chase it again. Just rinse and repeat for two minutes straight is what we're seeing at this point. And so the fatigue, just too much for the Stars in this game to handle. I mean, you got to give credit to the Flames for forechecking really well offensively and just wearing the Stars down. I mean, the hits were pretty even in this game. I think both teams were actually tied. Yeah, 29 hits apiece, according to NHL.com's report. So, I mean, I think there was a little bit of physicality from both these teams that probably wore each other out, but then the Flames just did a better job of being the aggressor in their offensive zone, and the Stars just refused to do so early on, and it stuck with them throughout the rest of the game. I mean, it just made them look worse as a team and made them look worse on an individual level as the game went on, as they continued to get worn down by this Calgary Flames relentless offensive attack. But we are going to continue to talk about this game and what went wrong for the Stars and what they need to improve going forward in this series. That has now turned into a best-of-three series, all coming up after we take a quick break. today's episode of locked on stars is brought to you by bet online our partners at betonline.net continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info find all the latest odds news and sports developments including this year's basketball playoffs major league baseball fights and even next season's nfl futures bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting playoffs esports and more Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. And we're jumping back into today's episode of Locked on Stars. This is your host, Dane Lewis here at Dane double underscore Lewis. You can follow me there. You can also follow our show on Twitter as well at Locked on Stars. Thank you guys again. tuning in and for making our show your first listen of the day for tuning in to locked on stars all throughout this playoff run uh it's been so much fun to cover this team all season into the postseason and i know we've had several people um either on social media or in the youtube comment section say that they found the show uh here in the postseason uh so thank you guys for checking out the show and for tuning in we're glad to have you um, and hope that you'll stick around for the rest of this playoff run and beyond because we're going to keep cranking out episodes even in the off season, but let's continue talking about game four uh, and what went wrong for the stars and and maybe try to throw in a little bit of perspective, um, you know, for this team. You know, uh, I think the stars, you know, as weird as it sounds to say, I I mean, you look at the first three games of this series, I think they range from, hey, not bad. That's game one to pretty darn good. uh, That's game two and three because the stars won those games and, and did so in a pretty effective manner. But even game one, I mean, they only lost by a score of one to zero and had some pretty good scoring opportunities. And each goalie has now recorded a shutout. And so, I mean, it's just kind of that series where you have maybe the two best goaltenders in the NHL at this moment in time. uh, And they're just going head to head at one another. So, but again, as weird as this sounds, I, I kind of interrupted myself, I guess. Maybe the Stars needed a game like this. They needed a game like game four. I mean, like I said in the last segment, they were kind of due for this downer type performance uh where a lot of their flaws kind of flush themselves out and put themselves in the light for all the world to see and, and you know if it was going to happen which I think it inevitably was going to happen at least once in this series I mean better now the sooner the better I mean better now than later you know I think the, it's the stars kind of needed this kick in the pants and you know I, I hope that this is the kind of game that wakes them up and, and really gets them going and kind of pushes that sense of urgency into that locker room of okay we were up two one in this series that's great we played two we played three pretty good games two relatively great games uh you know to take a 2-1 series lead and maybe the stars got a little too confident after that obviously you know we've been talking about this underdog mentality about how really ev- it seems like everyone in the hockey community outside of the city of dallas has written this team off of like oh well they're just happy to be here i mean they they got in because vegas collapsed or they got in because and they're playing Calgary because Nashville collapsed against the Coyotes, you know, uh, but maybe, I, I don't know, maybe they just took a little too much to the head in terms of confidence, which you want this team to play with a lot of confidence, but I, I maybe there was just a little bit of overconfidence going into game four of that this was just going to be a cakewalk for the rest of the series because they were up 2-1. Uh, but obviously, Calgary's going to have some edge as well because this is a team that kind of came out of nowhere in the second half of the season uh, and is primed and ready to make a potential Stanley Cup run so they're not just going to roll over and die in this series and I think maybe the Stars just kind of underestimated them a little bit here in game four and you know I I think all things considered this could end up being a blessing in disguise if the Stars are able to come back uh, and end up winning at least two of these next three games to eventually claim the series and you know you look back to early in the season I think this was like between Halloween and Thanksgiving uh, or maybe right around Thanksgiving the Dallas Stars went to Minnesota and got clobbered it was like 7 to 2 i mean they just got absolutely destroyed from start to finish by the Minnesota Wild it was one of the worst games of the season and i remember watching every bit of it on my couch at my apartment and being miserable throughout the entire game and uh, just again not one of the worst games to have to watch this season maybe some of you remember it as well and you know i think that last night's game felt similar to that it just in a sense of how i felt kind of after the game and as the game was drawing to a close, obviously the score, not quite the same four to one and seven to two are very different scores, but yeah, just kind of the collective grouping of things that happened in this game for, I think just kind of piled on one another and made this feel like a pretty demoralizing loss. I mean, you had some questionable calls from the referee. I, I, some of you may have saw it on Twitter. Uh, and if not, you can of course go check it out on my page. You can find that in the description, or if you're watching on YouTube, you can see my Twitter handle on the screen. Terrible, terrible, uh, Checking to the head call early in the game on Vlad Nemestikov. Uh, One, I'm not even going to say, oh, maybe it's an illegal hit. That's a 100% clean hit, shoulder to shoulder. Johnny Goudreau is just built like a 14-year-old kid. So, of course, it looks a lot worse than it probably is, but he's a grown man. He plays professional hockey. He's been hit before. His head is going to move like that whenever he gets hit, but that is 100% a clean hit. Absolutely ridiculous call. Also a ridiculous call later in the game. John Klingberg plays really good defense uh, on a Goudreau breakaway at the goal. It gets called for hooking and, and the the Flames end up getting a goal off a penalty shot. Um, you know, heaven forbid that anything bad happened to Johnny Goudreau uh, because apparently he's, you know, a golden child of the NHL now. So heaven forbid he he takes a big hit from a, a guy. It's Vladimir Nemestikov. I mean, he's only like six feet tall. He's not that much bigger than Johnny Goudreau. That was just a great hit from him. Um, and then, you know, heaven forbid John Klingberg actually do his job and play good defense. Uh, he gets called for hooking there. So bad referee calls, a lack of offense, lack of power play efficiency, an overwhelmed goalie. I mean, Jake Ottinger has been fantastic this series, but you face 54 shots on net. A few of them are likely going to trickle through. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of a, a recipe for disaster and kind of a recipe for feeling pretty, pretty bad as Stars fans, pretty bitter taste in our mouths after that game four. But went on to win seven straight games. That was one of the high points of the season for this team, rattling off some big wins. And some of those wins were against some of the better teams in the NHL, the St. Louis Blues, Edmonton Oilers, Carolina Hurricanes, uh, all in that stretch. Colorado, I think they'd be in that stretch as well. So, uh, you know, this could end up being one of those things. This is kind of a a make-or-break moment in this series for both these squads. I, I think it's fair to say that whoever wins Game 5 will likely be the winner of this series overall. I don't think that's too far-fetched to say, so... I think Calgary has captured a lot of the momentum in this series after Game 4, but I still think this is an opportunity for Dallas where they're not out of it yet. This is a a huge, huge pivotal moment coming up here in Game 5. And hopefully Dallas will kind of forget the, the misery of Game 4, learn from their mistakes, but kind of forget the bad taste in their mouth and move on and get back to playing their style of hockey in Game 5. Get back to being aggressive on the forecheck, being aggressive on defense, taking it to these guys. I mean, obviously, I mean they laid 29 hits, but they they weren't out hitting Calgary. They out hit Calgary a ton in Game Three, uh, and I think it was very evident in that game just by the result. And but the final score was, we I mean, just didn't see that here in Game Four, and so the Stars just were not playing their brand of hockey on Monday night, and we need to see them return to form for Game Five if they want to shift the momentum back in their favor and win this series. We're going to continue to talk about the Dallas Stars and their mindset and what it should be going into this fifth game of this first round series after we take another quick break closing out today's episode of locked on stars thank you again for making us your first listen of the day continuing to talk about some perspective going into game five of this first round playoff series between the flames and the stars you know uh, we talked about a lot last segment and even in the first the vibe right now is kind of doom and gloom I mean just given the the severity of that game not a whole lot of fun moments uh in in game four which is always a bummer uh you know I, I was in the building game four, got to be in the building for game four which was awesome up in the box I've I don't think I've ever heard that building that loud at the start of the game I mean the fans were into it even when the stars were down. You know, the fans were, were trying to will this team to victory. It was an awesome environment. But, of course, always, you know, unfortunate to lose by multiple goals in your own building. So pretty sad vibe. But, I mean, I think even for myself, I'm guilty of this as well, feeling kind of doom and gloom. We have to remember this series is tied. It's not like, you know, Dallas was down 2-1 in this series. Now they're down 3-1. I mean, they, they were up 2-1 going into this game. They lost, and now it's tied. So, you know, it still can go either way. And, you know, that makes what I talked about last segment even more important. The The severity and importance of Game 5 cannot be overstated. And, you know, anything can happen. I mean, this is the Stanley Cup playoffs where some wild things have already taken place. I mean, I don't think anyone could have predicted the, the Washington Capitals hanging as close as they have with Florida. That's not to say that Washington isn't a good team, but, I mean, Florida won the President's Trophy this season. Uh, and obviously I know that there's kind of the, the stigma there, of the, the President's Trophy curse, what have you. But still, I don't think people were expecting. I uh, know I certainly wasn't expecting the Capitals to hang this tough. I mean, they, they take a, a tough overtime loss in game four of their series. But, I mean, weird stuff like that has been happening in this series. I think the Kings-Oilers series has maybe been a little bit closer than people anticipated. I know I personally wrote off the Pittsburgh Penguins going into this playoffs. I didn't think that they had. I, think, I thought maybe that they had one win in their series against the New York Rangers. But now they have seemingly taken the upper hand in this series. And, and I thought the Rangers could be a team that could have made it maybe to the Eastern Conference Finals. So anything can happen. I mean, the, the playoffs, then that's why we love them so much. They're so unpredictable. They're so insane. And so really anything can happen going into this game five on either side of things. I mean, we've already seen Dallas steal a game in Calgary by shutting them out. They got shut out at home, the Calgary Flames. The Dallas Stars got shut out too, but they were the road team. That happens every now and then. But to get shut out at home in the playoffs, I mean, that, that has to do something mentally to you uh, as a team I think if you're the if you're the flames so there's still a chance for Dallas to come out as winners and I think that's important that we remind ourselves that I mean we, we all have to co- continue to believe in this team and, I, and the team has to believe in themselves as well and continue to work and say okay yes game four was tough it, it was a grueling game that took a lot out of us and we lost but we're still very much in this thing it's a tight series a lot can happen and a lot can change between now and whatever the final game is whether it's a game six, Or game seven? And, you know, it also, you know, to put it even more perspective, I mean, I think there was kind of some debate. Who do we want in the first round? Do we want the Flames or do we want the Avs? And there were some people saying, well, the, the, you know, the Avs don't have as good of goaltending. So maybe we want to go up against them. And it was like, well, the Flames have good goaltending, but maybe we match up better defensively against that team. And I think that that getting matched up against Calgary might be the best thing that could have happened to us in the postseason. Who knew that the Nashville Predators absolutely collapsing in their final game of the season to the Arizona Coyotes could have maybe been the saving grace for the Stars? Because now the Preds are out of the playoffs. They just got swept by the Colorado Avalanche. Granted, they did not have UC Saros in this series, and I think that played a huge factor. I think that Dallas maybe gets a game with how, if Jake Gottinger was playing, uh, you know, if we're playing the Avs and we get the Jake Onge that we've gotten in this Calgary series, I think maybe the Stars are able to steal a game at home, uh, but maybe not much more than that. But now the Stars have a chance because they got matched up with the Calgary Flames. And, you know, the, the Colorado Avalanche. that's a team that you just don't want to have to play in the first round when they're healthy and motivated and on fire starting at the playoffs. That's just a tough matchup. And so, you know, a little bit of fate, maybe a little bit of luck has already fallen the Stars way. And now they just have to make their own luck. You know They they still have a chance. And if this veteran core does their job, I don't think we will see a repeat performance from game four. I think if guys like Ben, Pavelski, Sagan, Klingberg rally the troops and, and they go back to work and practice and in the film room and with the coaching staff, if they continue to work on their game and work on their craft and look to get better within this series, I can't guarantee that they're going to get the win, but I think that we can be more pleased with the results instead of the results that we got on monday night so game five is going to present its fair share of challenges but this is yet another opportunity for dallas to prove people wrong and overcome adversity they've been doing it for the past two years they've been doing it for the entirety of this season and this is another fantastic opportunity to do it yet again they have nothing to lose again people are continuing to write the stars off a lot of people thought dallas was probably going to get swept or lose the series in five and they're at least getting six games out of this if not seven and so they've already proven people wrong in that regard. And again, nothing to lose. Go out and play like it. Go out and play like you did in games two and three. Take it to the Calgary Flames. Make that building silent. Make the Saddle Dome go so quiet because you're playing the best hockey of your life and making life miserable for the Calgary Flames. I hope it's what we see in game five. And no matter what the results are, if the Stars play the way that they did in games two and three, I think that we can be pleased with their effort and and just take what we can get from them. And the results will just work themselves out. Uh, But the stars just need to bring it on there and and get back to playing their style of hockey. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you so much again for tuning in and for making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube as well as your favorite podcasting platform. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, be sure to leave a rating or review if you like what you hear. You can also find me on Twitter at Dane Double Underscore Lewis and, of course, our show on Twitter as well at LockedOnStars. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as we will be previewing and getting you ready for Game 5 of the series, the most important game of this series up to this point. And it's going to be a great game, and I'm excited for it, and I can't wait to see you on tomorrow's show, Stars fans. Have a great Tuesday.